My little girl, how did you like that talent extravaganza? The uh, uh, extravaganza, eloquenza, talent competition extravaganza. It was fabulous. Bitch, These bitch. queens have some talent to pair with their beauty. Woo, girl. Yeah, some bitches going to have to step their pussies up after this. I'm just saying. I've seen some I'm shit I ain't never seen before. Too. So I, I will not go compete on no uh, uh, a a Espana. Espana. No, That's no ma'am, for sure. baby. I'm, until, until, <laughs> I, until I master another talent. <laughs> <laughs> we got more of this, so stay tuned. Forever. Dog. Manila. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and me, Manila. And who's on chop? And who gets the chop? Well, now this second episode of Espana season two was jam packed with this. It's an exciting episode. And I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited to get into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we are going to need some help. So let's bring in our official chop correspondent for Espana to help. It's Marta Mama. Hello. Hey, Diva. Hello, lady. Coca-Cola. Oh, where did you learn that? (laughs) In my my Spanish class in third grade, girl. Yes. Coca-Cola was an English word already, so I was halfway there, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta use what you got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to have you back, Marta Mama. So let's get into this episode. Latrice, we have a reading challenge. You know that's my favorite shit. It's my favorite shit. Girl. It's my favorite they shit. Didn't even, they don't even let the girls, like, you know, have a couple weeks to get to know each other so they can get their <laughs> idiosyncrasies so they can just go in on each other. Yeah. They went straight for the kill. Love it. Um, There were some fabulous reads. Did you see any of the reads? Which Do you have any favorites, Latrice? No, tell me your favorites. Okay. Well, I think um, Sharon came in there with ultimate class and poise. She knows how to read. She's been around for a while. Sharon, yeah, she's old school. That's why. Yeah, she's yeah, honey. She knows how to do the damn thing. She she's she knows how to read. She's probably been read for filth <laughs> a by time her or two. fellow <laughs> a time or two maybe. So she came in there like guns a blazing. What about you, Marta? Did you have any like favorite reads from the from the queens? Yeah, like the reads weren't that strong in this challenge, but the answers and like the general vibe and the things that they were like bantering between each other, those were gold, girl. Like, you know, I I was very impressed by Judigi because uh. she looks so sweet, but then when she opens her mouth, you know, she's in fourth of blood. The Mm-hmm. She she came in hard. She yeah, definitely a little disguised with all of her like poise and beauty, and then that sharp tongue. She came in for the kill. Um, I think I personally think that the reading challenge came a little bit too early in the season because the girls 
just met each other, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and there's still so many of them. But what I did notice is that there was a one particular queen who the the girls kind of skipped over. And who was that? Who was that it was Marina. Up? It was Marina. And the reason that they did, did for her was that she didn't have a personality or that no one, you know... Damn. I do not agree, you know. She's too flawless for you to read her. I think that's the problem. Yeah, well, everybody got a, something. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the fact that, like, you know, there's so many queens out there. We have some really loud ones. Like, I, I saw that Australia, Australia got read a lot because she's the loudest one. So, like, a lot of people had some things to say about her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, I think it was a little bit too early in the season for the girls to really do some really good reads because, they, you know, we're still getting each to other. know them. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But the winner of the challenge was Sharon. Yeah, Sharon, um, honey. She slayed it. Um, and uh, now we're off to the main, uh, the main challenge, which is a talent show. Like, I love that they're bringing out the juice right out the gate. Like, it, it's shaking up the the whole vibe and giving us, like, more of an all-star feel than just a regular season. And it's really pushing these girls to show what they can do. And I'm glad about it because we don't ever, like, back in our day, we didn't get a chance to actually do what we do on the main stage, you know what I mean? Yes, unless you were in the bottom and had to prove yourself <laughs> and, through a lip sync right. to but a song that you would never do. Exactly, that you would never do. That you would never, ever, ever do. <laughs> um, well, I have to say that um, we're in for a treat because not only for this talent show that we're getting to, like, we're getting to see our queens come out and perform for the judges. We get to see the entire cast of season one Drag Race España return, return to the brand new stage, darling. Yes. Yes. Um, Marta Mama, who were you excited to see come back onto the stage from season one? Oh my God, I was super excited for all of them. I think they all looked great. I gagged on all of them, but the look that Ugafil was wearing, Oh my God, like the, the talent show was so amazing that we like forget to talk about how gorgeous these queens look, but uh-huh. they were just amazing. Macarena looked amazing in the Pedro Mejartres, like all of them looked fabulous. Yeah, when she first came out, I like did a double take because I was like, wait a minute, Mar- Macarena is from season one. <laughs> she was the first one eliminated. What does she do? Oh, they brought the girls back. I, I She was so fierce. She looked so good. And I remember loving Macarena on the first episode of season one. And when she went home so soon, I was very disappointed not to be able to see more of her. So it's glad I'm glad to see her back on stage looking like the only goddess. And do you Drag know that bo- she's not she's not only um, Samantha Valentine's drag daughter, she's also her ex-partner. They were... Uh, girlfriends for like four or five years. It was a very, very oh. serious relationship. So yeah, she must be very excited to be there and wait, see say what? drag mom. Yes, drag mom. Wait, ex lover turned drag mother. Is that what happened? Kai Kai yes. season one and season two royalty. I mean, keep it in the family. I loved it. I love Drag Vulcano's look was amazing. Um, uh, Dovima in Crystal Versace's look was amazing. Poopy Poison was back, and she looked like the only dominatrix ever. 
And then um, Carmen Ferrara, when she came out, she was so pretty to me. Carmen Ferrara was absolutely mm -hmm. with the hair with the red hair. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sagittarius, so I mean, that she ooh, I, this red moment. Love it. Yeah, Sagittarius was amazing and beautiful, but Carmen Ferrara was. Bitch, like, I've never down. seen Carmen look better. 100%. She looks so good. She's such. She's such the the true queen she's and stand up lady, of that season. Though. She's such a lady. I love the, the she, She's the poise. She's such mm. a lady. I love it, girl. We could talk. We could just spend the rest of this episode Talk about talking the about season one, girl. But that's not what we're okay. here for. <laughs> yeah, we're not here for season one. Girls. They do make an amazing audience, though, girl. They do make an amazing. They audience. do. They give, them, they give them all the, like, the little like placards so they can put give up their the little like, ballroom scores. Yes. Give them tens. Yes. I, um, I don't know if they gave them any like twos or threes because all, all I saw was tens. <laughs> tens across the But board. let's take a break and we'll get back into um, season two extravaganza talent show, darling. And we're back, baby, and we are about to get into this main stage supreme eleganza talent extravaganza, honey. Yes. Right off the bat, first we have Drag Sethlas, who comes out with her, her dance, her pit crew dancers. And bitch, there's a car, a little bitty car on stage. Little bitty she car. transforms into a transformer. Bitch, girl. I am completely shooketh. At first, I thought it was like a little car, like the little toy car that she's gonna come out there and yeah, and ride around in. Because Trinity has yeah, one. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like in front of this big box, and I thought she was gonna come out of the box and she's gonna get on the car. And she's gonna drive it around. It was gonna be really cute to see her like in her platform shoes on a tiny car. But bitch, she was the car. No, she, she was, was a transformer, a and robot in disguise. In disguise, baby. And then she has reveals. And, and choreography and she's slaying and if that wasn't enough we have stunts honey yes bitch. is she gonna jump from there is she gonna she jump on there? the box wait she jumps off the box in those fucking platform in those platform shoes. shoes that's the gag like yes. is she gonna jump from there in those and the yes. answer is yes bitch a resounding mm -hmm. yes Shh. She's like, uh, I'm going to pop this knee out of its socket and I'm going to be back for season three. Bitch, yes! come on. Cool. He'll stretch. <laughs> I am here for this. This is like the, the the bar has been set. The judges are gagging. Everyone's yes. up. It's exciting. She, she proves why she won two of those carnival Las Palmas yeah. in the in the Canary Islands. One hundred percent. What an yeah. amazing way to start the talent show. This is how you do Tens it. Tens across the board. One hundred percent. Yes, this is this is Canary Island drag. I've been trying to explain what Canary Island drag looks like, and it's this. It's not even like the best Canary Island drag that we've seen, but it is true that if we didn't have a talent show where they can express themselves however they want, you would have never experienced what oh. Canary Island drag really looks like. And mm -hmm. RuPaul visited that uh, Carnaval in Las Palmas de Gran Canaria in uh, 2008, one year before Drag Race started. And she uh -huh. said that it was like a very big inspiration. It's like a very 
a big, big, big stage, hundreds of thousands of people go and watch their that live. That's why they have the huge platforms. You have to be able to see them from a long distance. And she was very, very inspired by Las Palmas de Gran Canaria. And one year after that, we we got RuPaul's Track Race. Wow. Yes. Well, wow. she definitely performed like she was performing for tons of thousands of people. Yes. So that was such great energy. Everything. And it was amazing. Everything. Then we have Jota Karajota. She comes out there like the Phantom of the Goddamn Opera, playing like Takata, Beethoven, mm-hmm. on the organ. Uh, not so well. I mean, it's hard to play play a piano with with nails on, girl. I mean, I. <laughs> But then she like rips off her outfit. She's in this beautiful like flamenco inspired look. Um, the ruffles. These ruffles. I've never seen ruffles this full ever. The ruffles are sickening. She does a live performance. But then the gagger is that she after her live performance, she gets out the guitar and she starts playing. Uh, <laughs> she starts playing Beethoven in on the on the guitar, which I thought was outstanding i love the fact that she is showing off that she's not just a singer she can also play the the piano um, range darling she has range yes okay so here's the gag um it's not only live her voice she says in social media that she was freestyling the whole thing so it's a flamenco thing it's called tanguillos de cadiz she's based on lola flores that did a song that's very similar called el tanguillo de la guapa and uh, what she's doing is just basically it's like talking over a bass, a rhythm bass of flamenco. So that's very typical of Lola Flores specifically. And she says that everything she said was freestyle. That's what she does in her shows. It's very similar to freestyle rapping, if you think about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. but in a flamenco context. And it's like wow. here. Yeah. And Even her dress impressive. was, yeah, her dress inspiration was. Uh, Lola Flores, of course, and maybe Bowie and Alaska, the singer, the punk singer I talked about like last week. Mm-hmm. So she's trying. You can really see like a David Bowie over there. That that dress is gorgeous. It's by Pedro Vieja as well. Those ruffles are just so recognizable. Like everyone can recognize that designer in Spain. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yes, and she was serving us dramatics. I loved it. Dramatics. Uh. Then, speaking of dramatics, we have Ariel Rec who was doing a lip sync performance, um, a very, uh, very choreographed routine with the dancers and these like ribbons that are attached to her waist that she's singing about being a tarantula, which I thought was really cool because like, it's like the the straps were like the tarantula legs, which was really cool. Very dark and, and amazing. And Killer Queen, her older little sister, uh, mother, it's daughter. It's like her older sister, but it's yes. also, it's actually like a mom figure. Yes, yeah, so uh, Killer Queen was in the aud- like audience, like lip syncing along. She was really feeling it. You could tell that there was like um, she had was like her biggest support out there, and she was killing and, it. Yeah, one thing that we understood in Spain, if uh, anyone who has gone to the tour that the girls do after the season, Killer Queen's performance in the tour had the same concept of like the ribbons and the dancers, ah. each one holding one. So for anyone who Went to the tour, we immediately recognize that as something very killer-ish. Uh-huh. Okay, so it runs in the family. Yeah. Then we have Judy, Jurigi Dirkli. Girl, let me just tell you, she comes out and she's got like this chaise lounge and a telephone. And then she starts singing in her operatic voice. 
absolutely blowing my mind. She was so good. Then she does a little strip tease. She go busts out into like uh, the Carmen, the Carmen Opera. Girl, just poised. She didn't have. She didn't do much. She wasn't doing no dancing. She was just there looking beautiful, pooching. That's what we call pooching, honey. Just pooching. Let us soak up all your beauty and let us just live in that moment. She transformed me into like this big room up in the top floor of a castle where she was just like singing opera and just looking gorgeous. Super impressive. Super. Super. She's so, so stunning. Oh my goodness. She's so beautiful. So so difficult to sing opera with that like Britney Spears mic that she had on. Like how do you project your voice even? Like I'm just amazed. Well, if you're a trained opera singer, you don't need a microphone. You can just yeah. project to the, the furthest balconies. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that like that little microphone was like wasn't even needed. I feel like she was she has the she has the the lungs, honey. I don't know. She's she's such a talented singer. Um, then we have Samantha Ballantyne's doing something that seems very familiar to me. <laughs> she comes out with an easel. And she starts to paint. Oh. To the flight of the bumblebee. That seems familiar. Actually, it's funny because I w- that was going to be. That was the, you wanted to do, right? Yeah. That was the song I was going to use before I changed it to um, the. Generic Mountain King. Was. Yeah, yeah, oh. the Mountain King. Mm hmm. So um, she, she's, we can't see what she's painting. Um, so she she's furiously painting something. She turns it around, and it's in a completely black canvas. And then she chucks a bunch of glitter on it, and we see that she just drew a, an erect penis and balls ejaculating. <laughs> 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 a funny little take on some uh, on, on, on the that I had done on All Stars, which is that's funny. <clears throat> that is pretty funny. And then she like finishes it off by stuffing a rotten banana in her mouth. <laughs> like <laughs> barely. Yeah. It barely fit though. I mean yeah. I, I mean I have to say like that oh, was oh, she missed. Well, she missed. Yeah. It was already falling apart. Girl. <laughs> Disintegrating. It was she had hit it someplace where it was like all getting all warm and mushy. But um, <laughs> I mean, eating a banana eating a banana, I wouldn't say is a talent. No. Um but yeah, I, it did have that sense of humor to it that uh, was was kind of fun. Um, Vendita von Dash. Wow. Um, she does a burlesque number. Now she's a burlesque queen, but she comes out like one of those statues you'd see in like um, one of those like religious ceremonies in the streets where they just yeah. come out with a with a statue. In Semana Santa and Easter week, that's like yes. next week here, yeah. Okay, so it's topical. So she comes out, the boys are doing their like dances around her and she's like eyeing them and she's like getting turned on and then she rips off her her cloak and she reveals that she is sexy under there. A, a, a religious burlesque dance. <laughs> if you will. If you will. Yes. If you will. So it's all full of Spanish symbols. If you look at it, like the dress she's wearing with the train, that's what they use to dance flamenco in. It's called bata de cola. Uh-huh. And in her nipples, she reveals to like little 
bowls. That's the, the symbol of a wine cellar, just like the bottle of Tio Pepe last week. And it's a, it's a symbol of Spain. Like we have it in flags here and everything. And that's what she has on the nipples, the fans, the hat of the dancers, pickers. Like this is the burlesque number that she does, but with a heavy Spanish traditional inspiration. And that includes religion because in our folklore here uh, has a very big religious base. Yeah, it was it was a really really nice uh, burlesque show. I have to say, and her body's she, banging. Let's just be bo- real. The, the, body, the, bo- the, body's, the body, the body's on the season, baby. girl. I, we've seen so much body, yadi yadi. I I am so here for this body, honey. Yes. Mm-hmm. The next one is Onyx, girl. Like full on Lady Gaga. There's an egg on stage. You know, I was she waiting cracks for this. Out she cracks out like the alien queen from something. It- Bitch, I was waiting for this. Uh, it gorgeous. starts out really good. Her outfit that she comes out in is really it's- like it's. It reminds me of like Alien. It's got like the spikes. Um, but then, but then, it, that, and then it kind of just kind of like kind of flatlines. Yeah. When she's pregnant, she kind of like rubs, walks around rubbing her belly. Then she like goes into labor and then she struggles because she's got all this dress that's like billowing around her. And she like pulls out a little baby alien that kind of looks like her promo look, which I, I, I kind of <laughs> liked, you know, kind of the tentacles and stuff like that. But ultimately, like, I, th- I think coming out of the egg was the cool part and then it and then and yeah you can keep up with it i was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you need more the yeah. song was super cool but maybe the gag of the birth it should have been a lot shorter not the whole song just about that but maybe just perform the song and maybe in one moment bloop, then you have like a little baby alien or something but it was yeah. like it, birth is not that much happening for you to spend the whole song about it but she looks so gorgeous it's very like Neon Genesis Evangelion, very Digimon, a lot of anime references. She's so stunning, 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 stunning alien. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Marina. She mm. comes out um, and she does like a little bit of a tango. A little tango with some of the dancers. She really shows off her like poise and grace. Uh, what did you think of this um performance martha i loved it so much i didn't know that she had like this talent well this is what the show is for like to get to know the talent that these queens have she does a couple of reveals and she reveals her her nipples it's just like a tiny little gag and i thought it was so funny but she was so talented <laughs> that no one laughed but i love like this nominary queen is all the time she's showing off her nipples. I'm not going to say boy nipples because a lot of ladies have that type of nipples too. So yeah, I, I just love the, the tiny little details. Then she comes into, she starts like singing this song. It's like a play by um, a lip sync of her own song with the lights and everything. So classy, the poise, the elegance. I just love it so much. And the lyrics were banging. It was about... Uh, why can't I be sexy? Is it because I'm a drag queen that I'm not allowed to be sexy in public and I'm seen as, you know, as, as something that's dangerous maybe or I don't know. It's so cool. The lyrics were amazing. She looked fabulous. Um, Marta, I will disagree with you with that. I didn't like the wig. I hated the hair. 
I, oh. I like the wig that it's short so she can flip it around. But, like, but it needed to it be looked, cut. It needed to be needs, sheared. It, it needed to be brushed. And it layered. needed to be washed. It needed to be like steamed. <laughs> the wig was crunchy. And yeah. then when she turned around and you could see like the, the backless part, you could see like the top of her, I don't know if it was her mic pack or whatever, but it just took me out of that the sexiness uh-huh. of like what she was up there doing because her movement was gorgeous it was just like the back you could see the the strap and the on the back and then the, the hair was not for me but ultimately like i can't dance like that yeah so. i can't take away from her dancing but the dancing was the, cute but, but like it, at this point like the hair at this point with people's looks being so crazy we had a goddamn transformer we've had you know we've had strip teases we've had this this one was a little lacking for me for marina but Ultimately, she's a fierce queen with a lot of talent, but it's just like, who's going to be the standout in this yeah, lineup? Correct. Um, but a standout we did get with Estrella Extravaganza wow. because she mixes like her sense of humor, her personality into this. There's a giant hamburger made out of, I, I don't even know what it was. Like, balloons? Balloons? Oranges? Balloons. I, <laughs> I, I just want to know who is doing all of these props and the staging. And they did a lot of work. The crew, whoever, production, to yeah. make these girls' visions come come alive. And I just want to give props, shout-outs to them, because they worked their ass off. And these dancers, too. And the dancers. The, the dancers. dancers. Oh, my God. Sick okay, me. so back to her. So she has, like, <laughs> in this giant French fry. She's talking about how she doesn't want to eat vegetables and she doesn't <laughs> strip teas. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun because, you know, she's making fun of herself, but she's also, like, <laughs> celebrating her body. And, um, you know, we, we got to see some, like, real burlesque striptease, and this is fun <laughs> to see, like, <laughs> right. a funny version of it. And then she reveals, like, hamburger tits, the buns come off, she pulls off the lettuce, and then she has, like, little tassels with, I don't know, like, ketchup packets? Yeah, yeah ketchup, ketchup and mustard packets. <laughs> And, and she then she, she squeezes her tits oh and it sprays God. off ketchup and mustard all over the stage. Oh. I gagged. <laughs> this was so clever and so funny. And, you know, she was taking it very seriously with the dancers and the set pieces. And it told the story and it was just funny. And at the very end, she one of the dancers hands her a Big Mac and then she eats it with her pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. I, I love this performance. She it cracked me up, and it was a real celebration of of the human body in all of its like gluttonous loveliness. Yeah, this is a single that she's been like doing for like years, I think. Um, just about like body positivity, but she used to do it with uh, Roar by Katy Perry. So she had to change the whole music for the song. Oh, so it's yeah. mm-hmm. same concept, but a different song, you know, you know, you know how it goes. We know how it gotta go. Mm-hmm. Well, they did have some, they did have some, um, some song choices in some of the queens. Some of the queens got That's, some. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, some of the queens had, soaking had, wet. Let's yeah. get yeah. soaking wet. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the the licensing rights. Well, girl, it's Pepper Mache, and I know it's way cheaper. Perry. I promise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this next queen, ga- I-, I gagged. Sharon comes out just looking classy. She's got her vintage microphone, um, and and a puppet. <laughs> and a puppet of 
Louis no Armstrong. cops, no dancers, Armstrong. no nothing, just her. Yes, Louis Armstrong puppet. <laughs> and she sings <laughs> Summertime from Porgy and Bess. And she is amazing. Oh, and she also spoke in English the whole time, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting she's with ladies so and gentlemen, I'm like, what? Oh, she's speaking English. Work. Okay, bilingual. She's like, bilingual you know, bitch. that's another talent, and she's going to be ready for her U.S. national tour, honey. Yes. I mean, um, Judy G, she's, I think she's saying in, in it, Italian, or was or is Carmen in, in Spanish? French? In French? I'm not sure. I think it was in French. If it's an opera, usually it's in Italian. Yeah. But um, so we got some queens that are doing live singing in different languages. But Sharon was fun because she did both parts. She did the 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 girl part and the boy part. But her boy part was in like the very like uh, in a Louis Armstrong impersonation. Marta, you said she does impersonations. So this is this is her talent showing like right here for everyone, right? Yeah, she's amazing at singing. Dancing, she didn't dance today, but she can dance as well. And she does impersonations, she does like the makeups are usually incredible, but in right now, she the makeup is just her. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's some people saying online that this may have been racially insensitive. It's kind of difficult, all these things, okay? See, yeah, but like it's like, okay, was she supposed to come out with a white doll? Come exactly. on, exactly. Exactly. Like, come on, people. Let's let's lighten up and let's just enjoy the show. She's not trying to be racist. Like you can tell people's intent, and intent is the whole problem with racism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I I I will say I didn't find anything racist about no, this. No, I, mean, I, I think that the fact that she can do um, a Louis Armstrong voice, and then the fact that she brought out a puppet, she, you know. Like it's, she wasn't doing blackface. No, she wasn't she, doing correct. Like, she wasn't her way. People need and to like relax. when you're when you're out there and you're doing um when it's just you, you have to come up with some creative ways to yeah. you know fill up the show. She didn't request a dancer to come out there. She didn't have to do any of that stuff. So I think the the fact that she was able to do this so simplistically and so well done and well executed, I, I give her props and she slayed this talent show. She did. Changing the voice like that from those different keys and registers, that's so difficult to do in the Talent. same song. Talent. Yeah, because at first I was 100%. like, oh, is this is this part of the track? Because like they did a close-up of the puppet doing the mouth. And then then they showed the wide shot. Like I could see that she was actually singing into the microphone. And so I was really impressed. I would have been more impressed if she was doing some ventriloquism, but like maybe it's hard to open already your mouth. she's doing the most. <laughs> right, she's already doing, doing the, the most, study. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then to round out our talent show, an explosive number, Diamante May Brown with a single, it's chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It's chocolate. She came out here, you know, and let us have it. She's a pop star. Like, she is. Pop star. She's ready for the road. Like, I love the concept, you know, like the candy concept, you know, it's kind of Katy Perry, but I love her look with like the caramel, the, the chocolate, the cellophane wrapper um, yeah. you know, on the jacket. I thought it was so clever. I thought it was sexy with the with the fishnets and the, just the panty. The girl was doing what she does. This she is, is she's definitely... A pop star. 
she, yeah, she's a, she's a pop star. She's she's ready for bitch. Like put her on the stage, the main stage at some award show, and she's gonna light it up. Yes, the you could tell the dancers were having so much fun with this number. Mm-hmm. The dancers looked like they were having fun. They were living their pop star fantasy too. They get off the stage, bitch. I she gets on these stairs at the judges panel. Um, at first, I was like, oh, is she going to walk on the judges panel? Like, is she going to do that? Um, she gets up there and she jumps into the splits. It's a big party down in the on the floor. It, it was That's so good. The, en- yes. the energy that started the show was so good with Drag Seth Loss. And then they closed the show with a big, you know, closing number. Diamante shut this yeah, show Yeah, shut down. it down. Shut yeah, it down. She's known for jumping from high places into like splits and, you know tips and all these things she she's she's known for that she jumps from everywhere yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. she's amazing she's amazing this song was so cool too like that song is very very cool and she shades like uh some politicians and she talks about like uh racism and she talks about a lot of things because it's difficult being a poc that does yep. drag in spain mm-hmm. it is very mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. Well, she made it look easy. She made it look sickening. She's so entertaining. I was, I was gagged. I, I was after, after Sharon. I was like, oh, how are we gonna, how are we going to do, uh, like close off the show? But this one was definitely the showstopper. I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that was exciting. Um, like I said, uh, some bitches gonna have to step their pussy up after what we just saw. Um, <laughs> these girls are fierce and fearless and ready for their, uh, their concert, their tour. Yeah, their, their like... tour. I, I love that the, the season one queens got to have a little, like, you know, uh, a little off the cuff moment where they were like, oh, well, I'm so happy that we were on season one so that we didn't have to come yeah. up with this talented group of girls. Because like, we wow. know, honey, we know. <laughs> Work, work. Well, let's take a break and get back to our episode two runway category. We're back, and it is time for the runway. As if we didn't get enough of a talent show, but I know we had, and then we had also the looks from like the season one queens. Right, it was so much going on. It's just giving it to a shoveling rat. Exactly. Oh my god! So the the category is El Dia de la Bestia. What's that mean? Yeah, beast. That's a beast movie. Look. Yeah. Oh, it's a movie. It's a beast. El Dia de la Bestia is a very like famous like horror film, Spanish oh, horror film. Okay. I recommend that to everyone. It's hilarious. I love it. But yeah, so it's a beast, a monster theme. Monster okay. theme. So the girls um were so used to looking at them being gorgeous Spanish oh, drag queens, and we are gonna get some beasts up in here. <laughs> <laughs> First up is Hota Karahota. Um, she uh, has this like Lady Gaga, Chromatica, like futuristic alien monster look with the reveal. An She's alien executive. Lady... 
Yeah, alien executive yeah. heelless. <laughs> That's good. Wearing yeah. those uh, Lady Gaga heelless <laughs> shoes, like um, this was a, this was a fierce look. I I, I loved it. It was a uh, futuristic, colorful, lots of eyeballs. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do and a lot of help, the queens helped in all these looks. Like a lot of other drag queens helped to to make them. So it's kind of cute because you don't only see the talent of these girls, you see the talent of all the drag queens that helped them. So very cool. Yeah, this was by Jade. Yep. The second one, the second up is Judy G. She comes out all in red with red roses. Girl, she looking like Valentina. (laughs) (laughs) She has like a mouth, one of those mouth guards that like pull your cheeks out so you can see the teeth and she's got roses in there. It's her dental dam. Her dental, yes, honey. Just, uh, she's combining her beauty and uh, the grotesqueness of like, you know. Thorny roses. Some kind of horny (laughs) horny roses. Very sexy, a very sexy look from Judy Then we have Ariel Reck. Um, Ariel comes out uh, with like a bunny suit. Yeah. (laughs) This is a crazy bunny, psycho bunny. <laughs> crazy bunny. She strips off the bunny pieces to reveal some weird, pustulous, blistered, nude, blue-veined, varicose-veined look. Uh, quite grotesque. Is there like some kind of like folklore that goes with this look, or is she just some kind of? Oh my god, where's this liquid coming though, though from? When she squeezes the little heart, there's liquid coming. You know, like blue blood, like she's like half ocean or something. There's no cultural reference behind this. Actually, I think like there's too many ideas that don't necessarily connect. Like all of them are cool. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, like the bunny revealing into just like a naked monster mermaid thing with, I I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a cool way. I wish there was something that tied the bunny into why. Yeah. Like the, uh, you know, it's like. Supposed to be like night terrors and sleep paralysis and all that, but you know that's like very abstract. I missed a little bit of storytelling in the look and the aesthetic. Like, I want to. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. I mean, it's a it's a really disturbing. I I liked how she put the like the blisters under underneath the tights, so it looked like you know like they'd pop at any moment. I thought I was grossed out by that. You know, Doctor Pimple Popper. Was, I was having flashbacks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, then we have Samantha Valentine's. I thought mm-hmm. this look was a little bit. She comes out with like you know plastic surgery scars on her face, and she's just wearing like the paper you know uh, you know robe that you wear in the hospital. But then she peels her face off, which I thought was really clever, really clever. Um, but ultimately, like I thought the look was was pretty tame. But I did like the ripping off of the face. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more parts of her that she ripped off too. Like when she more turned flesh. around, we could see her mm-hmm. butt. Maybe it would have been fun if she peeled off her butt cheeks. I thought that that might have been, that might have helped it. But uh, really grotesque. I wasn't expecting her to peel her face off. And she's wearing one pump in one, one sliver. I one thought that was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I, I thought that uh, yeah. was hilarious too. <laughs> He's been doing like um like surgery like 
similar looks to this one, never this one, like every single Halloween for the past year is like four or five years or something. So this is something she's known for. If you tell her, do a monster, she's going to do this. I do think that maybe before coming into the show, she has tried not to rely on anyone else for the looks and preparation and all that. And she did want it to be super true to who she is in the clubs, even if that makes her lose drag race. But it was very important for her to represent what actually goes on in the clubs in Spain. So only for that, you have to be very, very, very brave to do that. You know, when well, everyone's think, judging you. I think from last week, um, definitely her runway, she was able to show a lot more of her personality in what yeah. she does with drag. And so, like, to me, it's, it's not all, away, all the way about, like, if the look itself is the best, because it wasn't the best. Yeah. And it wasn't really a concept that was, like, super, like, ooh, that was, like, I've never seen that before. But I did really like the peeling off of the face. I thought that was really clever. Um, and so I, I'll, I'll give her points for that, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. The rest of the episode, she's holding the plastic face in front of her. I mean, yeah, she had it molded, so you might as well, like, show it's part of the look. It's definitely part of the look. It's yeah. the highlight of the look. It's, like, pretty much the only part of the look. I like when she puts the face back on. It was it was yeah. kind of funny. Venedita uh, Von Dash um, comes out in, like, a mummy look. Um, this one was probably my least favorite. Okay. Look. I just, you know what, Manila, we have been really on the same page. <laughs> like, because I'm just like, mm, we've seen the mummies. We've seen this so many times. She bleeding from her mouth. It was, like, uh, for me, it was reminiscent of Sharon Needle's look and the very first episode yeah. of season four. Yeah. Which was, was an iconic moment at the time. But, you know, like, ten years later, it's, you know, it it, it needed a little bit more. It needed a little bit more. I would have... She had a very cool, like, headpiece with butterflies instead of, like, regular flies because she's supposed to be rotting. Uh, And instead of having regular, like, flies, she had these super cute butterflies, very intricate. But she takes it off in the, like, first five seconds in the runway. So you don't really get to see that part. You only see the mummy part. I don't, uh, yeah. See, I, I didn't I like the butterflies. I thought that like, if they were actual flies, I thought that would have been more grotesque because like yeah. adding the beauty part to it was just not, like it wasn't work. There was like things that are working for me. It was, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good, you know, like if you just needed something to wear for Halloween, like, oh, I'm gonna be with this mummy. It's a cute little like whatever. But that's Halloween dress. girl. This is not. Yeah. No, right. this is this needed to be a little bit more. I was a little disappointed, a, a lot disappointed with this look. Yeah. Um, but then we have Onyx. Oh my Onyx god! Onyx comes out, and I. What am I looking at? You are looking at Onyx being a fucking what monster. What am I looking at? This is El Dia de la Bestia. Okay, this is this. She comes out in this like crab. A neon, uh, multiple Insect. eyes, spider look inside. I don't know oh what the God. fuck this is. This is but this crazy. is this is what nightmares are made out of. This is like, what I nightmares would... are made of. Like it looks like something you would see at a Disney park. I wish they had turned on the black light because. You oh know, yeah, you probably glow it under black it, light. I too know it glows on the dark. I know it does. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool oh. because then you would have just seen shapes and you yeah. have, you would have seen less of like her body. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like she proves that she's the alien queen, queen of the season. Bitch. Yeah, like, this is like aliens, like the movie Aliens when she has to fight Sigourney Weaver in that giant woo. robot. Yes, bitch. <laughs> 
She has like teeth glued onto her, her face. Li- she has like, several sets of eyes. It's like the- crazy. This was designed by her daughter, and it was made between her whole house. Her house is very well known for working with these type of materials and these type of looks. So it was like a family project for all of them, which I think is super Yeah, I would love to have a family project turn out like this. (laughs) Girl, I I need to do a little project. I need my daughters. Bitch, I need my family, girl, like for real. I can tell you now. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Then up we have Marina. Mm. Marina comes out and she is dressed as like a burn victim. Um, but from behind. Oh, bitch, then she turns yeah, around right. and she looks like she's the widow that like she might have been the one that set the house on fire <laughs> and burned her husband. <laughs> She's reading a newspaper that's talking about the fire. She even lights up a cigarette. Um it was a cute concept. I like I, I always like when you have like, you know, a front and a back to to a look. Mm-hmm. This was, was even really down cool. to her feet. Like the down shoes. Her, are facing. Yeah, the shoes <laughs> facing backwards. So this is inspired by a couple of things. It's inspired by a song of Mecano called El Amante del Fuego. And that song is about this huge fire that they had in 1983 in a club in Madrid, in Alcalá 20. Mm. A lot of people died, and it was one of the places where La Movida was born. That was the punk movement that they had in Madrid in the 80s that I talked about last week. So Mecano did a a song about that. And in, in the song, this girl is looking at her boyfriend die, burned, and the soul of the boyfriend, like, possesses her. So she can feel, she's feeling like... You know, she's grieving, but she feels him inside and she's hearing voices. So it's like a weird ass song from by like something very tragic. I don't understand why in the newspaper she wrote like the fire was in Paris instead of doing something that was actually from that club. But well, it, it did mean a lot for the LGBT community, like especially because in that moment well, there were a lot of queer people as well. Tons of people died. So this is her storytelling version. It's more minimal, yes, but it was a little too much of a story to tell in just like 30 seconds or whatever. But it's a cool backstory. I know I, I I was getting the story, like I, I was I wasn't getting the same story as what you were because I didn't have the the reference, but I did definitely see a story. And she was right after Onyx, so like the in the look. It, I mean, that's a hard look to follow. Yeah. I mean, if she was if she was after like Samantha Valentine's, yeah. she it might mm-hmm. have been a little bit more successful. But like, I I like this look. It was it was fun. It wasn't my favorite out of all the beasts, but like, definitely uh, it told a, like a horror story. And and I I like that because if the category is based off of a movie, she gave us she gave us a story. She gave us a movie. Um, then we have Drag Sethlas. Drag Sethlas comes out um, and she is in this winter wonderland, white wolf who ate grandma. She's got um, a big giant wolf head that is like open, a crystal open mouth. And inside you could see her inside the mouth's, um, the wolf's mouth. Um, what do you think of this look, Latrice? I mean, this is like... I, I can't even describe it. This is so, like, much detail in that wolf's head with all them stones and 
Oh my god. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um Um, I wish the dress was a little bit longer because she's wearing her platform shoes. So like, you know, it didn't touch the floor. Mm -hmm. So maybe if she had like a shorter heel on, I think that would have looked less crazy because of the hoop skirt just didn't touch the floor. I actually Um, wish that instead of like having a dress, she was the wolf. Because if you're portraying a wolf that has eaten a princess, why are you wearing a dress? That makes no sense. Like logically, she's supposed to be the wolf. And the face is the princess from the inside of the wolf. She should be a wolf. Oh, it looked yeah. like she was going to have a reveal or something like that. I thought that it was going to be a reveal too. Yeah, I thought that would be a reveal too, just because like the the dress, uh, the big gown, the winter the winter gown seemed a little bit ill fitted. So I felt like it was going to come off. Yeah. But maybe like it did come off and she had like her lip sync outfit underneath that she was going to like slay in case she was in the bottom. Uh-huh. But in, I, I don't think that drag stuff thoughts was ever it, um, oh, in, in, danger. In, in danger of being <laughs> in the bottom. Right. So I kind of wish she showed whatever she was wearing underneath. But I do like the, I do like the concept of like the winter, you know, like the it yeah. kind of like this the ice queen, but the wolf. But, you know, like, it was... From from Drag Southwest, I'm expecting, like, really, really powerful and well-executed looks. This one was... A, this one had some pieces that some could issues, have been better yeah. done. Yeah. Um, then we have Sharon, and she comes out as a, like, a rag doll, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, with, like, this creepy rag doll mask. Like, a, you know, a, a Raggedy Ann, Ooh, Raggedy Andy, like, yarn hair really creepy looking um reminiscent of what's that what's that character from um nightmare before christmas oh bitch you know sally Uh, something like that sally yeah and she look uh it kind of looks like that with like the pin cushions and like you know the creepy creepy handmade doll that you'd find in some creepy attic somewhere um she stabs her heart with the with the pin i i like that she's not afraid to be ugly because she is looks ugly hideous. As hell. This is ugly as hell, bitch. Like, I'd be like, oh who is that? Like halfway through the runway, I was like, who is that? And I was like, that can't be Sharon. She's too beautiful to be. No, baby. Yeah. Hideous. Hideous looking. Then we have Esteria Extravaganza. Um, who <laughs> who comes out, a little punk rock. She's got shards of broken mirror as a crown. There's something wrong with her, like, tongue. She's pulling at her tongue. Um, she's got, like, a bloody bib. Um, it's not my favorite look, but she does infuse her her sense of grotesque humor into it. Like, when she, like, spits out the eyeball, she closes one eyeball, she puts the eyeball back in her mouth, and then her, like, she opens up her eye, which is kind of cool. It reminds me of, like, that yeah. Beetlejuice moment where they pull their eyes out. Yeah. Or the um, fates in Hercules. Oh the yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, this is like divine inspired, supposed to be like the grotesque of divine and John Waters movies. But yeah, like mm-hmm. she does no. look cool. I it's, think a, it's, a, it's a cute look. It's it's not my favorite, but she does she does sell uh, the grotesqueness on the runway with with her. I would have loved if like. The fresh, the flesh parts were integrated in the dress instead of like hanging. Hanging, correct. If it's going to look like flesh, make it look like flesh. But you know, I just 
Yeah, she, uh, she, it was, it was a cute look. It was a cute look. But then we close off the show with Diamante Mary Brown. I mean, this burlap monstrosity with like all these tumor-like shapes, it really changes her like silhouette to something monstrous. I love the fact that it looked like a tail yeah. dragging behind her but then it also looked like she had a really long ball sack <laughs> her scrotum was just real long and just dragging behind her <laughs> that's her 80 year old scrotum honey <laughs> that's my scrotum today. <laughs> girl I I thought this was a very very creepy look a very successful look from Diamante um um, pair that with her uh, talent number. I-, I thought this was an s- amazing week for her. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it was. Agreed. It agreed. Was. And the way the way that she never really stood up fully, she just kind of like hobbled around like this like gross living tumor. Ugh. It was it was nasty. It was pretty gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Really a nightmare, yeah, like for sure. She is so, referencing our boogeyman. I think like in every culture there's slightly different, oh, yeah. but our boogeyman would be like that. They would like oh, yeah, it's, know, kidnap the, children the and eat them. Yeah, el cuco, the coco, el cuco. cuco. In, in each part they call it like a different ways. El hombre del saco, the man of the sack. Like yeah, they call it different ways. That, that dress was amazing. It was done by a very, very young, talented designer called Europa. She's also a drag artist. Absolutely incredible. Her whole family participated. I just think that was like so unexpected. I wasn't expecting Diamante to pull off something like that. I'm just so happy for her. Yeah. yeah. What a fun, 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 fun. It's a great uh, episode. Yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah, it really showed episode. a lot of like range, especially because we it got really to see did. girls being real gross looking. For sure. It is the highest ranked episode in the history of Drag Race in 13 years of Drag Race. Right now, it has a 10 out of 10 in IMDb. We have never had an episode with a 10 out of 10 in IMDb. So, yeah, I'm just so, 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 so proud of these girls. The talent. I'm so happy for the production as well. Yeah, like, they, yeah are, they, they are really. This is becoming like my favorite franchise. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the queens are so good this season, and I'm finally yeah. starting to like know who's who. I, I'm getting better. Yeah, yeah. it, makes, it, it makes it better. Yeah, it starts to work when you know who's who. I did get confused when the season one girls came out. I'm like, wait a minute, I I don't know who these girls are anymore. Like, they look familiar, but like. Um. Anyway. Our maxi challenge winner is Sharon. Her talent show was so good. Um, I I gotta say, I I I kind of wanted the Amante Mary Brown to win. I thought she was the she was my standout. I loved her talent, and I thought that her her beast look was was really fucking good yeah. for her but i can see how sharon's talent like outshined everyone in including everyone's runway looks because her talent was it really so was good. yeah because i mean when you get down to bare bones um it was her it was just her and yeah. her raw talent so like no bells whistles props all that kind of things it's her and a puppet you know yeah and the that, other girl was judy G. she had like the opera singing and the rose look I thought she was going to be on top and she was actually safe. I thought like that was, I don't know, but yeah, 
Diamante and yeah, Jurigi I think, for me. I think, what, I think what um, Sharon did that Jurigi didn't is that Sharon really went all in on looking hideous and monstrous. Yeah. Whereas Jurigi still was a beauty even though she was like thinking like this, oh my mouth is like got just, you know, my oh, mouth is all distorted yeah. or whatever. It, she still looked too pretty. That's I yeah. think yeah. I think that's why she was only safe. But our bottom two, unfortunately, is Ariel Reck, who I guess you know up on the lineup she just had a hard time standing out. Um, and then Samantha Ballantines is back in the bottom of, for a second episode in a row. Yeah. I know, I know. They do their lip sync to Yo Quiero Bailar by Sonia and Selena. Um, the lip sync, I have to say, um, I-, I was a little bit worried. I love Samantha Ballantines because she's just such a fun character. Um, and I was a little bit worried because she started like, you know, she started like falling apart. Like, you know, she only had one high heel shoe on. To, to start with, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. So like, I knew that at some point, like things were gonna fall off on her, and she did kind of start to take her stuff off. But that being said, like I still was most entertained by her performance. So exactly, thank you. That's what I yeah. say. It was a terrible lip sync, but who would you pay money? Who would you pay money to go watch in a Correct. club? Yeah, part. some girl mm-hmm. that does a um like Ariel. Unfortunately, she she wasn't able to really have like a standout moment in her lip sync. Um, whereas Samantha really did keep my eye on her. I was watching to see what funny thing she was going to do next to make this lip sync her own. So unfortunately, Ariel Reck is our second queen to go home. And that is our episode. Let's take a, uh, Break and then we'll have that to our top to our top. You got the chop, 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 girl, you got the chop. We're back, and each week we're going to highlight our top to our top to the week. What's our favorite and least favorite moments from the second episode of season two of Drag Race España? Mm. Well, I <laughs> will go first, my darling. Your top? My, my top moment is... I gotta say my top moment is... Uh, Sharon's, Sharon's talent. Sharon's talent was so, like, she just did that. She, and like you said before, like she didn't have, she didn't require the dancers. She didn't require like, you know, having to jump mm-hmm. off of like some big thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can capture me, my attention for the full length of time by just standing there, I feel like that is more impressive to me than you running around with choreography and dancers and like, you know, uh, reveals and things. So mm-hmm. Sharon, mm-hmm. the top moment. Um, right. That her talent was so good. Stellar. What about you, Latrice? Um, the top moment? What made me gag the most, honestly, really, uh, when Lisa Jaw was Jack Sethless, like, entrance, like the, the car transformer moment. Oh. Just, yeah. like, that was like, bitch, come through. So, like, that was the biggest, like, reaction I had 
of a moment uh, was when she transformed. And then the whole rest of the production was... And the rest of the production, like, she really did, like, she was treating that stage like she had thousands of people watching. Like, the energy level was so high that I felt bad for the other girls to right. come out there yeah, and like, try girl. to match that. Because, like, there's only a few people, there, a couple, of, a few of the queens on the side and then the, the small panel of judges. But she treated it as if, like, she was in a arena. stadium. Like, yes, yep. bitch. Yep. My time, your top. My top was definitely Onyx look. That insect alien thing. Oh, that God, was right. That was... Gagging. Jesus, that see that too. There were so many moments. So many. You're gonna have so problems thinking about the, yeah. a, a chop. No, I got a chop. Uh, uh-uh, I got my chop. <laughs> no, I got my chop. <laughs> <laughs> What's your chop, Latrice? Um, I'm. I, I wasn't really here for um, Ariel's performance so much. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, I I wasn't. Um, no. It, it was, I actually, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. But I mean, Martha, after you said that, like, you know, uh, it's, been she, done. She, it's been done from her, from her own drag family. And that's <laughs> like their, their go-to. But if you can't do it better, if you can't elevate it, then don't do it. Like, don't do a lesser version of something that's been done. You have to elevate it to make it your own. I just don't think that happened. Um, I didn't care for the look from the waist down personally. Um, either and um if you're gonna be a spider be a spider like i don't know what i don't know what the thing was if she was a tarantula mm. she looked like a black widow so i was confused okay <laughs> <laughs> marta what about your what about your um chop i know you love all My- these queens but you gotta chop them girl I got to chop someone i thought the lip sync was terrible but <laughs> my chop but i I, there's something like very freeing and chaotic about a drag race episode where people do things terribly bad, showing their talent. I don't know. I think we have different references and this type of drag is something that we do celebrate. Um, so I personally love it, but I, for the, you know, for an episode of drag race, I know it's difficult to translate um, yeah. Samantha into a lip sync, but yes, I, uh, you know, it's a love-hate relationship I have with that. <laughs> you know, I was saying like when she was in the bottom and she was lip syncing and her lip sync d- did kind of feel like last week's lip sync. I was like, yeah. if she ever lands in the bottom again, she's out of here. Like there's no Definitely. saving her. Like there's, we can't watch her take off any more of her drag, you know, in a chaotic yeah. mo- moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I-, I love her as a character. So I don't want to see her in the bottom again. My chop this week is the fact that they brought out the the reading challenge too soon too in the soon. season okay. so that the girls didn't have enough ammunition against each other mm-hmm. to give us all the reads yeah. that like, I know that like if we waited till next episode or after the girls would have been able to go in on each other because they would have known like what makes them like, what makes them yeah. tick a little bit more. And us as an audience, we would know the Queens more as well so that we can kind of like be part of the fun. So I thought this one was, and, and the, the episode didn't even need the mini challenge because there was already no, so it was much. So jam-packed. Yeah. Yeah, it was so jam packed. Like yeah. we could have skipped this and gone straight to the talent show. I yeah. could have watched more of the talent show mm-hmm. i could have watched the the season one girls come out and do a little bit extra like production number mm-hmm. in, instead so i thought the reading challenge which is always fun 
could have been more fun if they waited a little bit longer yeah. in the season. So that's my, my, one, my two more, one, two, three more weeks, and then it would have mm-hmm, been ready to mm-hmm. Well, that's that is our Tops and Chops, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks so much for listening to The Chop. We have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. And you can send us an email. We might read it on the show next week. Email Manila at gmail.com. And please, if you don't already, follow us uh, at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon and at Marta underscore Mama. Boom. And we'll see you next week to find out who gets the chop. Bye. Forever. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.